Welcome back to another podcast episode of Family Seasons by Coach Tia. As always, it is my joy to bring you information that I believe will be a great resource to you and your families to help your families create synergy, to help your families uh, create more effectively, and just all around to help families just be reunited, to be restored, and to be exactly what God has designed us to be as families. And that's to uh, just be uh, team members and to, you know, uh, have uh, great relationships. And so uh, in this particular podcast, I am going to be discussing with a friend of mine, uh, we're going to talk about a subject that is so near and dear to me for personal reasons that I believe so many, and that actually I know that so many of our listeners are, you know, dealing with this uh, same exact experience, unfortunately. So uh, as a result, I wanted to talk about it. I wanted to bring someone on that I believe would uh, be able to help me as I parent uh, my, my daughters and as we just move forward in this world. So today we're talking about fatherless daughters. We're going to talk about uh, women and we're talking about in this particular guest, she's going to share her experiences as growing up without her father in her life for a majority of, for actually a great uh, time of his absence. But uh, nevertheless, uh, Amanda, welcome to the uh, podcast. Thank you so much for saying yes, for just being a part of this particular resource. Yes. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, Amanda is, uh, she's a wife, she's a mom, she's an entrepreneur. She has so many great things going on. And uh, I met Amanda a few months ago when she was actually having a summit. And so uh, we kind of connected back then. And I reached out just on last week, I believe, because I wanted to hear from women that this is not to say that they didn't have a father because we all biologically have a father, but I wanted someone that would talk about the experience of a father not being in the home or not being in their lives. And so uh, once again, thank you so much, Amanda. Tell us a little bit about yourself and you know about who you are and about what you do you know, as far as your business goes. Sure. Um, I own a digital marketing agency called The Determined Mom, and I help small business owners to get found on Google. That's my main priority. And I also help with marketing technology and coaching and those kinds of things. So if you have any kind of marketing technology issue, website related, email related, connecting something to another thing, that's what I love. Wow. That, and that's so important. I, I was just working on my own website and I thought, wow, this is a lot. Yeah, this is a lot. So thank you so much for even, you know, answering that call to help so many of us out here that has exactly no clue of what we're doing. But, uh, you know, once again, we, I, I'm really grateful that you wanted to come on and share your story. So, you know, let's just jump right on in. I will say that, you know, growing up, I had my, my mom and dad, you know, were married until his death in uh, 2000 and so I grew up in a home with you know my dad was there he was a loving father and you know a praying father just just even a father to so many of my family members that did not have a father figure in their life and I will tell you it wasn't until I actually got older when I realized that so many well I would say about maybe about 10 or 11 I would say that's when I realized that not everyone had a father in the home. Yeah. I was at, I think I was in school one day and we were talking about it and someone mentioned that their dad was not there. And my question was, well, where is he? You know, we yeah. know where, where's your dad? And so, and that's just because, as I said, I, I, you know, growing up, my dad was always there. Now, you know, 
as I'm raising two daughters, their fathers are not in their lives. Well, you know, not on a regular, consistent basis. And so my concern always is that, you know, they will have what they need right now, although their dads are not there, but that they will still feel loved and feel protected and guided. Because as we know, fathers provide a covering for their daughters that nothing else can replace. Yeah. And so I learned that when my father passed, I just felt so uncovered, you know, I'm like, wow, you know, what do I do now? But nevertheless, I really want this to be a resource for moms and for dads out there. This is not about bashing anyone or blaming anyone, but we want to really just educate the listeners on maybe how can they separate or divorce and not be together, but still be in the lives of their children. So Amanda, share us just a little bit about your background, about, I'm sorry, about your story as far as, you know, growing up and stuff, just kind of let us know a little bit more about that situation. Sure. So I grew up in rural Pennsylvania and um, my mom and dad were married when I was born and they got divorced when I was about four. Um, My sister, I have one sister that is like my whole, you know, whole blood sister. And then I have a stepsister, which we'll get to that later. But um, she is seven years older than me. So she was, I don't know, well, it's four plus seven. I'm horrible at math. Um, 11. 11. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so she was 11 when they got divorced. Um, and, you know, my parents did fight a lot. Um, my dad had a temper. My mom had a temper. My mom also had a very, um, I guess you could say, smart mouth. And she still does. <laughs> so okay. the combination of those two things was not great. So they got divorced. And, um, you know, we ended up moving in with my grandparents. Um, my mom and my sister and I, and we lived there for a few years. And then my mom, um, bought a house and we lived there. And then, um, we went with my dad probably every other weekend until I was about 10. So they got divorced when I was four. So that's about six years. Mm -hmm. And during that time, um, yeah, my dad did things with us that were like questionable, like taking us to, you know, bars and things like that. However, Mm-hmm. Um, I understand that those things are not things that you're supposed to take, you know, do with kids. Um, right. But um, at the same time, like, I just wanted to be with him. You know, like, I didn't care what we did. As long as I was there, he's funny. He's, you know, he's got a hilarious sense of humor. And, you know, I just loved being with him. You know, like, right. it didn't matter what we were doing. Mm-hmm. So, um so were you the daddy's girl is that oh yeah is that clear to, okay perfect okay yeah like when I was little he was a motorcycle mechanic so I would literally go out and in the garage with him and I would like do whatever he wanted like you know <laughs> <Okay>. like <laughs> he had right. me running like a metal lathe when I was like three to like make oh, parts. Wow. so like <laughs> okay you know not the you know this is like the 80s though so want to preface that by saying there wasn't any safety measures that people went by <laughs> right, <then>. of course. <laughs> but um but yeah so you know I just loved him and I love being around him and all that stuff and so then fast forward to when I was probably about 10 ish I want to say um he just stopped coming to get us and um I didn't really know what it was and I still don't know exactly what it was, but I actually kind of do because we had a conversation a couple months ago. Um, and my mom kind of, you know, just 
told him kind of don't come anymore to, you know. Um, And so with that, um, I just didn't see him. The awkward thing was um, I did see him. So we lived in a really small community. And so I would see him at like community events. I would like go to his, um, like I was still close with other members of his family. So I would go there and see him or, and, and that kind of thing. And it was just really awkward. And, um, I never knew what to say. I didn't know if he wanted to talk to me, if he didn't want to talk to me, you know, and a lot of those. Did he try to talk to you when he would see you? No. And most of those times it's because my mom and my stepdad were there. Um, And so my mom is like a kind of like a pit bull kind of person. Okay. Um, Okay. So I think that if he would have, um, you know, tried to talk to me, then she would have gotten like mad. And he knows that he probably like, he knows my mom well enough to know how she would have reacted. Mm -hmm. So basically um, over the next, I don't know, let's see, 10, 18 years, I didn't have any contact with my dad other than occasionally seeing him or talking to his family about him or, um, you know, I was close with my cousins. I was close with some of my aunts and and things like that. Super weird family dynamic, I know. (laughs) And my sister (laughs) never really had anything to do with him um, after whatever happened and he stopped Mm -hmm. coming to pick us up. Um, and ever since then, she's been like, just full of hate, just like my mom, you know, like, so there's just all of this hate and venom and, and those kind of things. Very bitter, very bitter. And honestly, fast forwarding again, um, to when I was 28 and I was pregnant with our first daughter, which now you're going to know how old I am, but um, <laughs> that was about 10 years ago. And um, she, you know, my husband was like, you know, you really need to like connect with your dad. He doesn't have a good relationship with his dad. Um, he actually grew up and was raised by his grandparents. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, he was like, you know, you really need to just like reach out to him, talk to him, all that stuff. So I wrote him a letter and I just sent it and I just kind of let out all of the stuff that I've been holding in over the years. Okay. Don't know if he got it. I'm sure he probably did. Um, Mm -hmm. But I did that. And then probably, um, you know, a couple, like a year or so later, I, I, when I was pregnant with my daughter is when I um, reached out to him. So my husband and I went over there and we just started talking to him and it was just like nothing ever happened, you know? Hmm. Um, it was really great to, you know, see him and talk to him and reconnect with him and realize how funny he is still and, you know, all of these things. And I just missed that for 18 years, you know? And, you know what? And let, let, let me ask you what, when you talk about things that you put in your letter, not to get too personal, but, mm-hmm. you know, what are some of the things that, if you can, maybe one or two things that you did share? Because what did it really feel like? You know, you were a dad's girl mm-hmm. and, and you wanted to have your dad in your life and you wanted him to be there. So, what were some of the things that you were actually dealing with, you know, as a, as a kid without him being there? Yeah. Well, just, I mean, him missing everything. Like, So if I was 10, um, he would have missed, you know, like all of middle school, all of high school, Mm -hmm. um, college graduation, Mm -hmm. um, you know, like just 
every single thing. I mean, 18 years is right. a long time. That's like long right. enough for someone to become an adult, <laughs> you know, exactly. Like, be born right. and then become an adult. So all of those things, you know, like he missed all of the birthdays, all of the Christmases, all of the, there's just so much in there that you miss, you know? Right. Were you ever angry with him during that time? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Especially okay. at the beginning, I would say until I met my husband. Because okay. I was under the influence, and I will say that, of my mom and my sister. Okay. okay. Um, and it hasn't been until this last year, I would say, that I've really realized how um, toxic and negative my family really is. Mm -hmm. Just based on um, a lot of recent events and things like that. Right, okay. Um. And I've been in, let's see, in, I think it was about a year ago in, well, almost a year ago in September, I was diagnosed with anxiety and depression. And mm -hmm. um, just by going through counseling and like realizing the things that my mom says that like are just not okay, you know? Right. Exactly. <laughs> like, like, it's just like, oh my God. So it has actually made me realize that my mom has highly influenced, um, that relationship you know um unfairly the relationship between you and your dad yeah mm -hmm. okay yeah i mean she's just completely manipulated it into whatever she wanted it to be and the you know she knows that i talk to him now but in the last 10 years um she's known since i started talking to him again but mm -hmm. she still has that same mentality of um he can never do anything good he's just a piece of you know what right. um, okay. you know he's not a good person he'll never be good all of these things so were those things that she would tell you when you were a, a kid oh yeah was, okay she still says them and i'm an adult <laughs> Right. Like, okay, still. so as a kid, she said it. So now let me ask you, how did it make you feel when you heard her say those things about your dad? And now you knew he was not there, but still, how did that make you feel? It didn't make me feel good because when you think okay. about it, right, I, first of all, am the innocent child in all of this. Okay. Mm -hmm. Even though I'm an adult at this point, um, even mm -hmm. back then, I was the innocent child. I did not choose him as my partner. Right? Right. I did not choose to have children with him. But he is genetically my father. And there are so many similarities between us um, that it is not fair to me to not have a relationship with him, no matter what their relationship. Okay. Does that right. make sense? Exactly. It makes a lot of sense. It's and, I, and I, I'm asking those questions because as, you know, with the listeners... You know, when sometimes when we, you know, whether it's a divorce, a separation, or, you know, you just decide that you all cannot be, you know, in a relationship, you know, with one another, mm -hmm. but there are children there. I, I'm asking you these questions because we're, I'm, I want our listeners and, you know, even myself to understand the mindset of children that are stuck in the middle. Yeah. As you mentioned, you know, you didn't ask, you know, to be here, you know, none of that. Nope. Genetically, that is your father. I mean, he is your father. There are so many, you know, similarities. And, you know, I see that in my own daughters, you know, there's there are so many similarities, just things that they do and even the way that they look as they get older. Yeah. I see, you know, that. And so, you know, w with the father's absence, 
you know, that's, I know there's a void. And my daughters, you know, they'll, I'll ask them, you know, well, how do you feel? And they'll say, well, mom, you know, we realize that that's, you know, they've made that charge. So, you know, what have you. But I always ask, ask them, how are they feeling? What are mm-hmm. they really feeling? Yeah. And so to hear you as an adult woman that's been through that, to say, okay, this is how I really felt. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this is really what was going on. That's so useful. It's so, it's so important. Yeah. And I would highly encourage any women um, just to refrain from, you know, talking to actually not even just women. I'm not even going to go and say women, anyone that is divorcing or separating or whatever, do not ever speak poorly of the other parent in front of your children. I just think that is like the worst thing that you could ever do Um, because eventually those kids are going to become adults and they're going to remember what you said and Mm -hmm. they're going to hold it against you. Wow. That's true. Yeah. That is so true. Right. I remember when I um, actually just in, when you were, when you sent me an email to just kind of give me just a synopsis of, your story, you said something that was key in there. When you said that divorce doesn't have to equal hate. Yeah. And so that's divorce, separation, any of that. It doesn't have to mean hate. It doesn't have to create, you know, a very harmful environment for the children. Right. And that's what it's about for those children. Elaborate on that just a little bit, please. I have seen, you know, other people's families um, get divorced and they can still have you know, birthday parties and anniversaries and Christmas and all those things where those two parents are mature enough emotionally to come together and know that they're there for their children. They're not there for each other, Mm -hmm. you know? And Mm -hmm. I have never experienced that in my own family, but I really wish I had. Like, can you imagine how much richer my life would have been or I can't imagine how much mm-hmm. richer my life would have been had I had that opportunity to have both of my parents there when I graduated or both of my parents there, you know, um, to send me off to college or all of those things. I mean, it's just really, really important to be there for your children and not let your feelings get in the way. Wow, that's good. When you mentioned uh, you, how much richer your life would have been, what's one thing besides, you know, of course, not being there for graduation or for, you know, this or for that? What's that thing that, what's one of the things you wish, you know, of all, if you could go back, what's that one thing you wish your father could have experienced with you? Um,. Definitely. So my dad was a mechanic, like I mentioned Mm -hmm. before, a motorcycle mechanic. So I would have loved to have been able to continue learning about like cars. And I know that sounds weird, but um, especially for a a woman. And if you meet me now, you would not ever expect that I would want to know that. Um, But I would have loved to have continued learning about you know, motorcycles and engines and cars Mm -hmm. and rebuilding cars and all of those things, because it's something that I was interested in when I was little because of him. And a part of me has never really lost that, but I've also like lost that exposure, 
you know. Wow. And and it seems so simple, but yet it's so it was so important to you. It, it seems, yeah. you know, something that, you know, learning about the, the, the you know, the engine of a, of a motorcycle or learning about this and about that. Those yeah. are the simple things, yet they're so meaningful and so powerful because I can remember just, you know, uh, watching my dad. There are things that I'm doing now. You know, all these years later, you know, as I said, my dad passed in, in 20, in, uh, I mean, 2000, so it's almost 20 years. But I do things now and I'm reminded of, wow, my dad taught that to me or, you know, whether directly or indirectly. Yeah. So I realized that those experiences are, are so rich and so important because a lot of things, you know, when I started mowing a yard, I mean, I had to get out and, and mow the yard and I just remember, okay, how did my dad do this? <laughs> you yeah. know, how was this and how was that? So those, what we're saying is that those small things yet seem, you know, they seem so small, but they're so huge or so big. This is why it's so important, you know, for dads and, and moms, you know, for you to be present in your kid's life because it's the little things. Right. That thing, that love that you have for motorcycles and, and all of that, that's, it's innate. It's mm-hmm. there. And so, you know, it was his responsibility to help feed that thing and, and to help, you know, uh, just continue that that growth and, and that love for that. And so once yeah. again, I see that when my, my daughters, you know, I have one, my youngest daughter, she has a love for, you know, fast cars and, mm-hmm. and, and animals. And I mean, she's really, really an animal person. You know, she's, she, you know, she wants horses and all of this stuff. And <laughs> that's something that, you know, her dad, you know, that's something that he enjoys. And if, you know, she just, I wish that she had his presence to really, you know, hone on that experience to give her that because she didn't get it from me. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. And I can see that it's definitely something that she got on, on his end. And so that's, that's, I'm glad that you shared that. Yeah. You know, and, um, go on. Oh, I was just going to say like, that's something that no other person can give her either. That's what I was going to ask. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I was going to ask you. Yeah. So, you know, Amanda, just, you know, now, you know, here we are. You said that you mentioned that your dad is now terminally ill. Mm-hmm. What is that like as a daughter to know that, you know, at some point he's not going to be here and you've experienced him not being in your life, but just, you know, what does that feel like right now? Um, It feels pretty horrible. <laughs> right. Okay. You know, like... Okay. Um, I don't even exactly know how to put it, but it's, it's bad. Cause you know, I lost 18 years with him mm-hmm. that I could have had, had it not been for someone else's selfishness or someone mm-hmm. else's, um, bias or I don't know what you would call it. Venom, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. And even if, it, even if it were you know, had it not been for, you know, all of that, you know, your mom's attitude about it, just the fact that, you know, once again, we're talking to parents, even if, if you all are not angry with one another or you're, you know, you're not bitter or what have you, it's so important to step up and be in, in, in your child's life because they need you. Yeah. They, they need you for the little things. You know, they need you for the big things. You, you are, like, as I said, dads provide a covering. They provide that protection. And so, you know, when daughters grow up without that protection, then what? You know, and yeah. so, um, and I also, I want to ask you this also. Did that have, as far as dad not being in your life, when you started dating, were you looking for that? Because I've heard so many women Ooh. say, because I didn't have that. <laughs> Oh my! When I started dating, what was that your experience or not? 
So, very interesting question. Um, the first few guys that I dated were probably very much like my dad. Um, but then I kind of went the opposite direction and I was like, you know what? I want to, I want to, um, you know, make sure that I don't date someone that's anything like my dad, you know? Okay. And so then I went basically the complete opposite as far away from him as I possibly could, you know? Okay. <laughs> like on the so spectrum. were you naturally kind of driven to the other guys? Was it, did you find, I mean, was it, you know, how was, is that what it was? You feel like you were just kind of, were you looking for those same attributes, you know, in a guy that your dad had, or were you not looking for that? Um, I would say I wasn't looking for it, but because of the okay. area that I grew up in, like there was only like one type of guy available. And then once okay. I got out of that area, <laughs> then I was okay. looking for like the world opened up. Okay. Yeah, like look for what I actually wanted. But um, okay. you know, it did it did definitely influence me. And it's funny because I had a roommate. My roommate in college said. You know, she was always like, well, you're pretty well-rounded for not having your dad around when you grow up. She was like a psychology major, by the way. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I am, aren't I? I'm doing good, you know? And I was like all mm -hmm. cocky about it for, oh, like until I was like 21-ish, I would say. And then mm -hmm. um, I realized that um, the, the patterns in my dating life were probably not healthy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because I literally would like, break up with someone over like the smallest thing like if you okay. pronounced a word wrong i was like out you were out <laughs> yeah it was okay. it was not good and so then okay. um i kind of realized like oh maybe it did affect me a little bit that's probably not a normal thing for people to do mm -hmm. um yeah so it, it's just interesting how it's affected my relationships and thank goodness my husband um is who he is and has helped me through so much of it um, because he has, you know, like a similar family situation where his parents mm -hmm. were divorced and he's from Africa. Okay. So it's, there's a couple extra dynamics in that um, <laughs> situation right. um, okay. with, you know, multiple wives and things like that. But, um, you know, having that same experience of, you know, his dad not being there and and he actually has even a little bit more to that. But, you know, just having someone in my life every day that has that same experience and that knows my story and that knows mm -hmm. everyone involved is really helpful. So. Wow. That's, that's definitely a blessing. You know, I, I pray for you and your dad right now, you know, in just the, the, uh, the state that you all are in right now, I am, I'm grateful that you were able to reconnect to at least, you know, have some level of closure per se. Yeah. And, you know, I would just suggest because whether he was in your life or not in your life, you know, when it's over, as I said, there's it's something that happens to a girl, a father, I mean, when a father passes. And so, you know, my dad died suddenly. So there were no last words. I didn't get to, you know, say this or say that. He just suddenly, you know, passed. Mm -hmm. So, you know, right now, since you have a chance, since you have an opportunity, you know, no longer focusing on the past, but right now, saying all those things that, you want to say in any type of experience or any type of, you know, thing that you all can, uh, that you can share with him that will leave your life the richer yeah. when the time comes. That's what's important. That is huge right now, you know, to just to make sure that you have said 
what needed to be said and that if this is the last day for either one of you because we know we live in a world right now where it doesn't you know we just never know but to just make sure that you have um you've said and, and that you have been the daughter even for him that he needs right now yeah and i actually have kind of already done that because he lives in pennsylvania and i live in washington state and because of the COVID-19 situation, I have not been able to go over there. Right. And so he's very weak right now and he really Uh can't even um, talk on the phone because he's so out of breath and those kind of things. So Uh I've already kind of done that where I've, you know, accepted what's going to happen and I've talked to him and explained him how much I love him and how much I appreciate him and all of those things. So... So, to ask the question, and, and I think I already know the answer to this. So, did you forgive? Have you forgiven him for uh, his absence? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, but I haven't forgiven my mom, and I don't know that I ever will. Well, we may have to work on that one because <laughs> you know it's just something. Forgiveness is so hard, but it's it's so necessary for us. And I understand what you're saying. Yeah. You know, there's there's so much that happened, but it's so necessary because yeah. it takes a lot of our strength and our energy when we hold on. And so, know. you know, I, I'm just grateful for you for sharing this story. I know how this is a very sensitive subject, but I pray that as with all these podcasts, that it is a resource so that, you know, for that mom that's right now, you know, contemplating whether she should, you know, allow the dad to see the kids or not, or, you know, you all have been fighting for years about it. And I see so much of that. You know, hopefully this podcast will will just be that um, will help, you know, give you answers to let you know that, you know, divorce, separation, not being together, it does not have to equal hate because you have to remember that the child is the most important, you know, component of it all. As Amanda stated, you know, if she would have had those years she felt like her life would have been richer. So you don't want to rob your children of experiences and, and you don't want to rob your children of, of, of having that father or that mother, you know, in their life. If you can do what you can to get along so that, you know, you'll leave it up to that child to be loved and to be cared for by both parents. As a child grows up, as he gets older, you know, Amanda said it once again that, you know, she remembers those things that her mom said. We don't want to put those words into the spirit of our children. And I have to remember that as a single mom myself to not, you know, no matter how true it might be, but to still, you know, keep those feelings and thoughts to myself because, you know, those girls, they'll grow up and they'll know and they'll learn and they'll see all of that. But I don't want to give the poor, I don't want to put the poison inside of them you know, uh, at, at such a young age and, and destroy the possibility. So, you know, dads, if you're listening, reach out to those children. You still have a chance. You still have a chance to be in those children's lives, regardless of what the age or stages that they're in. Same thing with moms. Moms, you know, it's it's going to be okay. Sometimes things don't work out, you know, between dads, but it's still okay because our children are there and we need our children to feel loved and to be protected. So Amanda, do you have any last words and also be able to share with people how they can get in touch with you as far as, you know, you just, uh, not just for your business services, but even if they want to continue talking about this particular subject, if you would definitely uh, just, just give us your last words. Yeah. I just want to um, encourage you to never say a negative thing in front of your children about um, even your spouse, to be honest, even if you're still married, 
Um, if you're still, you know, working things out or whatever stage of your relationship you're in, if you have had a child with someone, never disparage that person in front of the child. Um, it will stay with them forever and they will remember. So um, I think that is by far the most important thing that I could say. And if you want to connect with me, you can email me at amanda at thedeterminedmom.com. You can also friend me on Facebook, um, all of the things. So thank you so much. And I will leave these uh, last words, you know, in the Bible, God has promised us that in the case of when our fathers or our mothers forsake us or leave us or whatever the case is, whatever the case is, he has promised that he will take care of us. And so, you know, even though your mom or your dad may leave or maybe they're not in your life or whatever the situation may be, just remember that God has already promised that he will take care of you. He'll take care of those children. I promise, you know, I, I speak to my daughters on a regular basis and I pray about it to know that even when the fathers are not there, if they don't show up, if they don't decide to come back to, into their lives, to know that God is going to take care of my kids. And I'm so glad that God did exactly that with you, Amanda, that he took care of you. And although you're here and, and you're strong and you're you're weak at the same time, you know, sometimes, but by the same token, God took care of you by giving you an amazing man to be a father and husband and all those things. So I am so grateful uh, for those promises. He did. So Me too. And, and that's awesome. So I, I thank you all for listening. Continue to reach out to me at coachtia.com. I will leave Amanda's information uh, in this particular podcast. We're now on iHeartRadio, so I'm excited about that. We're growing. I believe that we're going to continue to reach the masses because there is a word that must be shared. And hopefully this is uh, th those words will be found in this particular podcast. Thank you all so much. Have a great day and I'll see you again. Goodbye. <laughs>